guys, and welcome to another episode of the TED Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Red Oldham, and I am so excited to have a globetrotting kid, or maybe, you know, she may not be a globetrotting kid anymore, but, you know, she is certainly the founder of Globetrotting Kids, and 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 this is Julie Euros. Is that right, Julie Euros? Awesome. That's right. Yep, That's Greek. A, Greek. I love it, man. And Greece, Greece is like one of my favorite places to go. I love Greece. So, but Julie, man, we were just talking like off camera and just talking about how busy our lives are. And so it's really exciting just to get a time to where we can just sit down and maybe to relax and just talk about things that we're passionate about. And so, Julie, if you would tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and how Globetrotting Kids came into being. Yeah, sure. Thank you. And thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to chat with you today. Um, I'm here in the beautiful state of Colorado. I'm in Denver, where I've been teaching for, an, I'm an elementary educator, and I've been teaching for over 30 years. Um, my career started off in Montessori education, uh, which just got me really excited about teaching and kids and the way kids learn and uh, certainly very different from the way I was learning um, when I was that age. Uh, and then I went on to teach grades two through four in our public uh, school system here in Colorado. Um, I'm a National Geographic certified educator. I did that in 2016, uh, which was a program that really aligned just so well with my mission to teach kids about the world and the resources that they offer and the community that they provide for teachers. I highly recommend it. Well, that's a fun program, isn't it, Julie? Yeah, it is. Did you do it? No, I haven't done it. I've had friends that, that have done it. And I've never had anybody say, boy, I wish I would have never done that program. It was a yeah, waste worth every minute of my time. Yeah. yeah, It was great and a uh, great community to work with going forward. So just collaborations and inspiration has been great. Um, I'm the founder of Globetrotten Kids, uh, the educational platform for students to get on and learn about world geography and cultures um, from our our youngest learners up through, I'd say probably middle school. I'm hearing from from uh, teachers that are enjoying it through middle school. Mm -hmm. um, my family is spread out across the world. Um, we have family members across three different continents. Uh, so we're lucky enough to uh, do a lot of traveling. And I would say that that's probably the intersection of where my personal life came with my professional life and, and, and created uh, Globetrotten Kids. Um, it was um, always something that my students found fascinating was hearing about my travels and adventures and uh, coming back and sharing those things with them just got them super excited about the world and opening up opportunities sure. to, to learn just so many interesting things that that they hadn't even thought of <laughs> well, you know now now i mean you're starting way in kindergarten i mean just little dudes you know why why do you think it's important to teach these younger kids about global citizenship and about global collaboration about you know, uh, you know thinking about the world why is that important for those real little guys yeah, you know, it's never too young for them to start realizing that they're part of something that's bigger, mm -hmm. um, that that there's a big world out there that we're connected in so many ways. What we do here affects people around the globe. Uh, what's happening in other parts of the world affects us. You know, they are they are being raised in a, a world that is so connected in so many different ways and uh, to expose them now to to um, cultures and current events and things that they're going to be tackling in the future at a different level. We can, at the early age, start laying that that foundation 
to help them just have that understanding and going into the fact that they are going to be asked to be participants in their world mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and they need to have that background and understanding of the people in it. Sure, sure, most definitely. Um, by the way, this is Globetrotting Kids, and so just get on the website. It's a, a quick Google, so you can get on there real quick. And so when I got on there, let me tell you what, uh, Julie, the resources there, there's a ton of stuff. So we got people out here that are listening that are like, man, I'd love to do this. I want to get my kids involved. What do you think are some of the best places to start uh, Globetrotting Kid and your kids in your classroom? Where would you start? Well, for the kids, um, I would definitely start for the for the kids and the and the teachers together to explore the website. It's free. Everything on there is free. There are some products that are sold um, at a, at a relatively good cost um, compared to um, bigger bigger companies and programs. I offer smaller lesson plans, things that are downloadable, right off, ready to go. Um, but most of it is free. All the exploration is free. All the links. I spent a lot of time curating the information um, that I wanted on there and kind of going a little bit back to your earlier question of how, how it developed was I was having a hard time as a teacher finding resources that were appropriate for those younger students at their age level, their grade level, their reading um, level, things like that. And I would I would try to get them on to learn things, but they couldn't understand what they were looking at nor find it or anything. So sure. my hope in providing this website is that it's a, a safe learning space for kids that's curated and built to uh, support them in, in kind of jumping in and, and learning. Uh, the country profile pages are excellent to start with. They provide information. Um, they've got videos, photo gallery, activities, uh, something called a, a country challenge where they get to uh, click on different things and learn about the the people, the art, the music, um, different components of the culture, language, um, landmarks. So those are just fun to explore. Um, there's a, a tab for students to play games, to learn their world geography, all of mm. those things that are, again, an important foundation to have sure. in, in being able to, to explore further. Um, for educators, there's a lot of stuff on there that I'm I'm just trying to make it easy for teachers to find what they need in one place. So I'm doing the scouring and the creating, and then I would love families and, and educators and classrooms to just get on there and use it. Um, one of my favorite things that I've really been diving deep into lately is diverse literature, um, really encouraging teachers to find those books that they can bring in and they can use them across the curriculum to teach and 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 dive into global global topics. So there's a resource guides, there's um uh, toolkits they can download. Again, this stuff is free and it's just uh there's just so much on there for them to explore. Yeah, most definitely. And so, you know, teaching K5 is hard. I mean, man, let me tell you what, I, I have a sub, you know, I teach middle school, I've taught high school, you have a sub, you tell the kids to do something, they're kind of chill. Man, that third grade kid, you can't tell him to chill, man, you know, she's wired, she's ready to rock and roll, and so when you're subbing, you gotta go, and so, but it's just hard when you're there every day, so, because you have so much to cover, so many tests, you know, state testing, mandated testing, all this kind of stuff, what would you tell an elementary teacher who says they don't have time to add global lessons into their curriculum. Yeah. 
I, I think uh, shifting that that perception of that is to instead of thinking it as something to add on to the curriculum is to see it as as kind of uh, not adding to the plate, but it is the plate. Um, so kind of serving up their lessons with that kind of global perspective of of doing that. You can do that through adding in a book, a video, um, an exploration, a research of a topic related to what you're studying. Um, there's just lots of different ways. I like I said earlier books are just such a powerful tool for me to use to connect uh, different topics in my classroom. Um, one I'm working on right now that I'm just having a blast with is uh, If You Lived Here, um, Houses of the World. So it's a great picture book that introduces 16 different houses around the world and well, where cool. they're found, yeah. but I'm tying in STEM with this. So I've already got projects in there where they're building models. Um, you know, we're, we're reading about other types of homes. They're researching to find out more that weren't included in the book. Um, so, I mean, there's just so many different ways that you can take one thing and just branch it out and kind of back to what you said about substitutes. These are great ways to have uh, you know, a substitute in the classroom where you can use one book for the day and you've got your language arts in there, you've got your math in there, you know, you can science, all that stuff. You can find ways to just kind of pull that in. You know, my uh, sister has, she's a kindergarten teacher and she has globes all over her classroom, but she likes the topography glo globes so the kids can feel the mountains and they can feel, you know, it's all tactile stuff and they'll spin the globe. And then they they hit a spot, and they're like, "Okay, what kind of animals live in this country?" Yes, you know, yes. You know, uh, is it hot there? Is it cold there? And she has all of these these things that they do, and she'll do a um, a British tea party. She'll do that where they have to dress up, and they and but but she can't put tea in there. They don't like tea. They want hot chocolate. So, but it's still a tea party, and so that's the kind of stuff. And she makes it just. And it's just part of the thing. And then you start taking pictures of those and send, sending those home. Parents yeah. just eat that stuff up, don't they? They do. And there are things that kids remember for a long, long time and make connections with for a long period of time. I have students every year. My big thing in my classroom, my third grade classroom, was every student at the beginning of the year would pick a country. And it was a different country amongst all the classmates. And then throughout the year, they had different due dates depending on what we were studying, where they would present then to their classmates that global perspective from, from their country. Mm -hmm. And some, you know, some of the most fun things that we did where kids would come in, um, you know, with a, a dish from, from the country they were studying and we would have yeah. a potluck or those are some fun ones or to teach the rest of their classmates a game from a different country. We had a great one with sumo wrestling one time. <laughs> oh, wow. Super fun. We actually had a parent who who like sewed the costumes and the kids were out there and they oh, were, wow. you know, but they learned about the rules. And I mean, we tied that in with some, some math and, you know, there's just so many ways to kind of have so much fun with it. And the interest level is so high when mm -hmm. you start tying that in because kids are very engaged with, with things about their world. Most definitely guys. I'm with Julie Yaros and she is the founder of Globetrotting Kids and, uh, it, it's super fun when you talk to people that are passionate about global education. And that's what the Transatlantic Educator Dialogue is. You know, we have all these people that want to connect. So do you connect your kids with third grade students around the world as well? 
Absolutely. Yeah, there's great resources to do that. Again, I have some of those on my website for teachers to find those. Go Pangea is one of, of, of one of the best ones where you can pose questions, put them out there. They're answered from around the world. You can discuss, you can connect. Um, we've had guest readers from other countries live in our classroom. Um, we, we, we did that one time with a, a friend from India and she got on and she was talking about the things she was wearing. She showed us around her apartment. Um, you know, having those things, yeah, uh, those virtual connections, meeting with a scientist that's studying something across the world. National Geographic Explorer Classroom is a great way to connect with those. And, and again, cool. these are all on the website for teachers to find. And uh, by the way, and I just love the website. And, and guys, you know, you. I'm not going to blow smoke at anybody. I mean, it, it's legit. It's a fun website. We Thank don't you. have enough time to go through everything. But I really like the Global Gift Guide. What a neat idea. Why did you decide to include that? Yeah, you know, that, that came about because as a, as a mom and a, as an educator, I always look for for gifts that that give something, that have some meaning and some purpose to them. So from, from your little babies and toddlers to, um, you know, the board books that they can see, faces from global cu cultures, uh, listen to lullabies from around the world, um, play kitchens with sushi and tacos, you know, just to, mm -hmm. to, just to find that diversity and to put it into the homes, I think is really important through all the different ways that we gift our children. Like, you know, there's so many, so many great tools out there to, to help them learn. Yeah, so I think so too. And the the bottom line is, is if you want to make your class global, just jump in and make them global. You know, the, there's there's no there's no like magic formula. It's just the want to, isn't it? There, exactly. It, it there is. And and like I said, um, you'll you'll get your bang for your buck there because I I I think that kids just raised to the occasion. They're going to ask good questions. There's thoughtful discussions. Um, yeah, just jump in. Exactly. You just got to do it and share, collaborate. I mean, we all got to work together. And that's my goal through that website is to, to get those resources. We know how busy everybody is. Mm -hmm. And to be able to have those at your fingertips when you need them, I think is really important to be successful. You know, and then finally, I think that when I collaborate with teachers around the world, it makes me such a better educator because it gives me different perspectives on how people teach the 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 like for instance I'll give you an example in the UK if you're teaching third grade you got 40 kids in your class 35 to 40 and we a lot of times complain about having 20 to 25 and to have to see that different perspective and how people still make great great teachers and great classrooms and fun things I think that makes us even better don't you I agree and I think the um another example would be like Finland and their importance of play yeah in the classroom, you know, having those cultural um, models to look to and, and to mm -hmm. say how things can work. You know, we're, we're taking kids' recesses away yeah. and, you know, we're, we're seeing the repercussions of that. And, and I think, you know, they're a country that's showing us how important it is to keep that into our day. Yeah, of course, they're also recruiting the best and brightest to be teachers and, and be nice if, pay, if uh, paying them well. <laughs> yes, they are definitely paying them well. But you know what? The, the thing is, is here we're not recruiting the best and the brightest with the with the uh, with the money. But every time I talk to people, whether it's through the podcast or through TED or just wherever, I'm finding that they're great teachers all over the world, passionate people that just love teaching kids and that global mindset 
that comes into our classrooms just makes it even better. I agree. I think we all have that endpoint that's that's the shared common good. Isn't that the truth? Guys, I've been talking to Julie Yarls, and she is the founder of Globetrotting Kids. And as you can tell, uh, I would love to sit in her classroom for a day. I think it would be super, super fun. And But you can tell that she is passionate about getting global, starting as young as you can, as soon as you can. Get on that website, Globetrotting Kids, and give, And if you have a question, I'm sure you can shoot an email to Julie. She'll get back with you. But Julie, thank you so much Absolutely. for being on the podcast. It's been so much fun. Thank you, Rhett. All right, guys. This is another episode of the TED Podcast. Uh, we'll, we'll see you next week with a new guest. And once again, Julie, thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you.